podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com.
local media has an agenda that they're going to serve. I don't know who's in charge of it or what it is, if it's like a headless monster. Why is this a question? Walking backwards. backwards. (laughs) Something sacred. I don't know the names of the creep songs. Running in circles. Sea of glass. The flight and the fall. I love Ozzy. (laughs) I think he's the true definition of a rock star. Anybody else have any interesting stories they don't want to come to?
Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned into the Pennsylvania Rock Show, featuring the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer, right here on PARockShow.com, MegaRockRadio.net, 107.1 FM, St. Louis, Missouri, XRPRadio.co.uk, AltRockRadio.ca, RudaRoo.com, BuildTheScene.com, I think I hit them all. This is that point in every episode where I go, if I didn't, you can find them at buildthescene.com on the podcast page. <laughs> um, this is episode number 558 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. With me tonight are the, um, <laughs> I was going to say gentlemen, because I'm so used to just saying gentlemen, the people from <laughs> Anxiety at Best. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, hey Bill. Real quick, introduce yourselves. I know this is round two for you, but that doesn't mean everybody has watched the first one. <laughs> That's all right. I'm Caitlin Bliss. I'm the lead vocalist. I'm Everett Foster. I do uh, bass and I do uh, backup screaming. I'm Chris Easley and I do guitar. I, I noticed that your, your drummer is missing. <laughs> <laughs> about that um, um yeah <laughs> i think um, i think it's covered really well in the video that's it. <laughs> yeah he just kind of uh up and disappeared yeah <laughs> so the video i was referring to um you guys are playing live and then it goes to the throne of the drum kit <laughs> and um there's an object there <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we kind of figured since, um, I mean, that that pretty much is our drummer. <laughs> so he might as well get some of the spotlight. <laughs> Reading the comments after seeing that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> One of my favorites was, oh, the ghost drummer is awesome. <laughs> I think I think my favorite uh, comment afterwards was uh, when your drummer is also the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> um for those of you that have not seen the video, I'm not going to ruin it. You're going to have to go watch it. Um, I'm assuming you guys have it embedded on your website. Yep, there is a link there. Yep. So anxiety at best. The I is before the E. <laughs> for those Indeed you, it is. For those of you that struggle with it like me, it's also scrolling below us over that way a little bit. Um, so... <laughs> You know, I before E, except after C, except when it doesn't work, which is never. Back in December, you guys released a self-titled album. How many tracks are on that? Um, there are eight. Uh, there are eight tracks to uh, the album. The first song is kind of like an intro, more or less song. It's still, what is it? It's still like... About- it's roughly two minutes, but it's more of like an instrumental type song that leads into the rest of the album. Now, are, is it like a concept album? Do like each does each song lead into the next, or no? It's no. not a concept <laughs> album. <laughs> it, this one was like the first album, like that we did as a band. So, like we we enjoy it, but it's kind of like testing out the waters of like different kinds of genres. Almost like it's not all the same at all. It's each song is kind of in its own. Which it makes it for makes it cool, but you know, also makes it kind of all over the place. <laughs> if there's a catastrophic event, does this sound familiar? No. no? Good. 
if there's a catastrophic event and most of the li- life on Earth is wiped out, and there's a handful of people left, and those people have the job of repopulating the Earth, but only one song from every band in existence survived that catastrophic event, which anxiety at best song should survive and help those people repopulate the Earth? Ooh, that's a good one. Huh. And, and and you didn't even read into that yet. <laughs> yeah. Think huh. think about what I actually asked you. <laughs> would help them. Yeah. Oh, would help them. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Oh, wait. Maybe a light in the night. I mean, there's the one part where it's like pushing harder, harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, then. <laughs> I promise it's not about that kind of thing. That's just a line in the song. <laughs> you know, I, I always preempt the show and tell bands that it's PG-13, and then I ask that question, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, wait, here's an... Well, I was going to say the other one. Uh, could be the wanting, like just maybe. the title. Maybe the one. I don't know. I'm not I gotta think about the, what the actual song's about. <laughs> that's though. true. <laughs> I mean, that's why I said the anger inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, what's the anger inside about then? I mean, the the title's pretty self-explanatory. I think I'd say it's probably about you know the anger that kind of just builds up inside, and after some time, it just breaks, and it's all coming up. So, I mean, maybe you're angry that you have to do that. Maybe. Because maybe. In that time. Not all that into who's left. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just take it all out. Yeah. The question is, who is your Dave Grohl? So, if you were at a concert and you wanted to go up on stage and play a song with the band, which band would be on stage? Ooh, that's a good, that's another good one. Uh, for me, it'd be Led Zeppelin for sure. If I could go back, at least. So for me, I'd have to say Hailstorm because I would love to do a collab with Lizzie Hale because she's just an amazing shredder on the guitar. Like I said, just Chef's Kiss. I just want to work on a song with her, so I would love to play with her. Um, me, it'd probably be. Um. I like so much music. Uh, honestly, you know, would be my. I would like to go do a song with Eminem. Let's let's go back to your going back in time thing. We're gonna we're gonna pull a Huey Lewis and go back in time. You know the song. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could go back in time without breaking the time space continuum, see more Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> what band would you want to follow around to learn from? And yes, you can say Led Zeppelin again. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would just go with Led Zeppelin again. Well, what band I would follow around? Ooh. Honestly, I think I'd probably want to follow Fleetwood Mac because one, all the drama would be really entertaining. Two, I just would love to see how they all made that work. <laughs> I would go back with Dave Grohl. And I'd fall around Nirvana. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that would be that'd be crazy. <laughs> I um, 
I don't know if you guys saw, but recently, um, and I'm now I'm gonna blank on his name. Lead singer from um, Maroon Five. He's on the voice. Oh. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Adam Levine has jumped onto Gene Simmons' bandwagon and says that there are no bands left. And Gene Simmons says that rock is dead. So between the two of them, they're killing off the music scene. How do you <laughs> feel about that? Wait, it's funny you mention that because I literally saw an article about this the other day where Alice Cooper came down on Gene Simmons about that claim. <laughs> no, I think it's bullshit. Oh, can I say that? Well, I mean, it's a little late. <laughs> oh, crap, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, that one is borderline, but it's not one that I'm going to edit out. You're good. Okay, there's, okay. There's, there's, one, there's one that you should definitely not say. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. My bad. But yeah, I don't think that's true. Because there's just so many bands, like, personally that we know, just in this area alone, that are warping their way into the industry. So I just think there's just a lot of undiscovered talent yet to be discovered. So that's why I don't think that claim is true. Well, so I'm a Gene Simmons fan, like, in general. Not so much that. But, like, Gene Simmons is, like, one of my, like, I don't know. Not like music heroes, but like I think he's pretty rad. Um, can I say something about Adam Levine though? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my favorite thing about Adam Levine is after he performed at the Super Bowl, and there was a, a meme created about him that said, "When you walk into a tattoo shop and get every flash tattoo they have on the wall." <laughs> <laughs> so I just like to say, like you know, I mean, it's well deserved. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't really like him. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully he's not watching this, because if so, I mean, I really like you, Adam. Well, listen, if Adam's watching, maybe he can call Dave for me and let me let him know <laughs> that I'm the show. <laughs> I mean, Hopefully they are. <laughs> um, There's another meme, and he has that guitar tattoo on his side. And the meme says, when... When you get a tattoo of an Epiphone instead of a Gibson. <laughs> That's funny. And there it went. If he's listening, he's not calling Dave for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, listen. The man can sing. He, I, there's no doubt, but it's not my genre. <laughs> no. You have the chance to play any band. <laughs> Sorry, the furnace. <laughs> you have a chance to play with any band in history at any location you want. So think like Metallica playing in Antarctica, somewhere that, that you wouldn't think to normally play at. Who would you want to play with and where would you want to play? Hmm. <clears throat> I would probably go Rage Against the Machine at like the Democratic Convention. Because that, like, I don't know, it got pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's a good question. I actually don't really know. But I would like to do anything that had anything to do with Woodstock back in the day. Just because I'm really interested as to what actually... I mean, we can always look back and see what happened. But to actually be there and experience everything, like, I just think that'd be a really interesting experience. So, So, playing there. Anywhere. um, I would... Definitely go somewhere warm. Uh, <laughs> so, 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 anywhere, 
Yeah, not Antarctica. Sorry, Metallica. Um, I would definitely like maybe Hawaii and play a show. Um, I really don't know any that maybe maybe Hawaii volcano, like playing like right underneath a volcano somewhere with like a volcano in the background, be cool. Like if there's a stage there, that'd be pretty cool. There wouldn't be a stage for very long. Well, no, but like I don't know, like far enough that you can still see the volcano, but like. Um, <laughs> They they flow pretty slowly there. You, you could probably, yeah. you know. So like that's coincidentally, maybe that's what I'm teaching my um, sixth graders right now. We're talking about um, lava and magma and formation of rocks. <laughs> so like maybe during like my set, it could like slowly come down the hill, and then for like the headliners, they can just burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and now. Um, no i think that'd be cool though like somewhere like warm and like scenic like that um and it would probably be um i'm gonna go with like as lay dying they're like my favorite band probably my favorite metal band i think that'd be cool to share something with them so you guys are going out on tour international tour and i get to tag along because why not? <laughs> and in between show dates, what kind of music would we be listening to? What would the soundtrack of your tour be? Hmm. Well, probably what, like whatever I play at this. Whenever we're going to the studio, I usually drive and I just have this big, long playlist on my Spotify. It's just my life songs. And it is a wide variety of stuff. Anywhere from like As I Lay Dying to Pantera to... Big Time Rush to Avril Lavigne, you know, there's all kinds of mix. So honestly, it'd probably be a mixture of that or whoever is wanting to play their music. I don't think we'd really care. Well, you know, it's kind of nice though because if Bill was on tour with us, okay, so like we usually take like, we usually take like Caitlin's car because she usually drives because we can fill all the space in there and all that. And so the other day, <laughs> well, we stopped by Gecko the other day. Like we always stop at get go before we go to the studio. That's just like, yo, that way we can get energy drinks, breakfast, whatever. And Caitlin gets out of the car to go throw something away or to go back in the store or something like that. And me and Chris are just sitting there and uh, we're sitting in the parking lot at get go. And all of a sudden, Big Time Rush comes on. <laughs> and we're just looking around like, yep, two dudes just listening to Big Time Rush. <laughs> and so you can join us and be a, the third dude listening to Big Time Rush. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> Side note, we think we might have seen Ben Roethlisberger that day. Yeah. Not entirely sure, but it might have been him. It kind of looked like him. Do you know who Yuri Slager is? That sounds familiar. Wait, what did you say? Yuri Slager. Yeah. Sounds familiar. He, he played for the Penguins back when... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I used to work in Kittyland at Kennywood. And okay. I was a manager, an assistant manager in the front of Kittyland. There's... Two, there's front and back, which really simply is when you're walking kitty land, the first seven rides are the front and the back seven are the back. So anyway, there's this guy in there with his kids and the assistant manager comes running over to me. He's like, hey, that looks like Slager. And I'm like, no, that's not Slager. He's like, no, really, it looks like Slager. And he reaches over my, my back, grabs my shirt, pulls it up over my head and starts hitting me like he's fighting me. The guy comes walking over. It is Slager. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? 
<laughs> so I met Yuri Slager because my assistant manager pretended to ice hockey fight me. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, by the way, Yuri Slager was afraid to ride Kitty Land rides with his kids. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Why was he afraid to ride them? He said that they weren't tame enough. Well, then, uh, oh. I guess he can't handle <laughs> A man known for running into people was afraid to ride a kiddie land. <laughs> oh. But I met him. That was cool. I also, yeah, met, I also met Gene Simmons, by the way. Nice. Oh. And a whole bunch of other people. Well, that's an off air story, though. Most <laughs> of them in kiddie land. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, like Rod Woodson. And Lynn Swan, lots of famous people. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, I actually, back when that was happening, Lynn Swan had adopted a, a, a kid. And there was a United Way commercial where he introduced his new son in the commercial. And I was running the mare ground in Kittyland. And he handed me a son. And I recognized his son, not him. I looked at the kid and I looked up and went, you're Lynn Swan. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know who does that. I recognize the baby. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, if if you could spend an hour on that bench that everyone talks about, where you could go and sit on a bench and talk to anyone, what musician would you want to spend that hour with? Now, there's there's a caveat caveat here. You're only allowed to ask one question of that musician. So, who would you want to speak to, and what question would you ask? So, the broader the question, the more information you're going to get, but it may not be detailed enough for what you were looking for. So, you really have to think that one through. I would probably ask Robert Johnson if he actually sold his soul. That's a great question. <laughs> At the crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> then, and they're going. He could have like answered more in depth, and now I don't have time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast too. I mean, I like I don't know. I always want to know. Like that'd be cool to know. Like if it like if the stories are true. I mean, they said he was terrible when he left down, and he came back, and he was phenomenal. Something yeah, happened. I would. I don't know. You know what? I would talk to David Bowie because. I feel like, and the question I would ask him would be what his favorite, like, costume and, like, his favorite costumes of what he wore on stage would be. Like, that includes, like, makeup and all that kind of stuff because over the eras of Bowie, he had a lot of that go into his time. All right. I guess that just leaves me. I have, like, I'm stuck between two, but I think I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Ronnie Radke of Falling in Reverse on this one just because sole fact that I'm curious to hear about everything. I don't know if you know what happened with him with all his drum. Okay, so long story short, he got accused of a bunch of things and was on drugs. Did a lot of crappy stuff and ended up going to jail. And he came out of it and started falling in reverse and then he, that's the name of the band by the way. <laughs> but anyways, um, I just wanted to ask him about you know, his time in prison and how that inspired him to change and um, become the better person that he is. Well, 
better in like the general sense. He's still kind of a jerk in a lot of ways, but I digress. I'm assuming you guys have been having trouble playing shows just like everybody else. Um, yeah. If, if you had a, a moment to speak to venue owners about the current situation, what, what would you tell them? Well, I would tell them, you know, just like, well, I know how hard it is, you know, with like businesses and like, you know, you want to be there, you want to be there for local bands, but you also have to worry about your own well-being with that business too. And like, I know a lot of like the local, like, you know, if you have like the concert venue, a lot of them feel bad for the bands because they haven't been able to have those shows. But, you know, like, I mean, we feel bad. We like the bands feel bad for them being that they're, you know, not being open too. So it's, you know, it, we both like, you know, the bands and the concert owners are feeling bad for each are feeling bad for each other, you know, but it's really no one's fault. You know, it just, it, you know, it, things happen. Um, so I would just like to let the concert venue, the owners know that like, the bands, like, as far as I'm concerned, I don't, there should be, I, I mean, we don't, we don't blame them for what happened at all. Like they had to do what they had to do with the venues and close down and limitations. And it's smart not to, because that's a waste of gas. That's a, or that's a waste of electric and all that too. Um, so it's, you know, playing it safe is um, a smart thing to do for them. Um, let's talk a little bit about that self self-titled release and the single you sent me your life, your nutshell. Um, what can you tell me about that track, and, and then we'll play it? Hmm. Well, you came up with the lyrics. What did you write the lyrics about? Well, I kind of, like, so me and, like, me and Caitlin, like, we split a lot of, like, the lyrics. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, I'll write the lyrics to a song, or she'll write the lyrics to a song. And Chris, like, comes up with, like, like you know, he writes all the riffs. You know, he usually write, writes, like, my bass line and everything, too. And they, he does a lot of the work on the drums. So we all take part into playing each song. And even on the songs that, like, I write the lyrics to, Caitlin will come up with the melody for it. So it all, like, we all work together. Like, what's it about, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I kind of just, like, you know, like, whenever I think of, like, kind of, like, just a nutshell, it's, like, kind of the term is crazy. And like, you know, uh, so it's like your life, you can be crazy if you want, I guess, kind of thing. And um, that's kind of how I look at it. But it's more to the point. The song is kind of um, it's really a song about being bullied, I guess, and kind of like overstepping that boundary to not be bullied um, and to kind of like just um, conquer whatever you're feeling inside um, to be able to become stronger who you are. To add to that, kind of where it's like the main line is, you know, life in a nutshell is hard to crack, meaning, you know, everyone's heard the phrase like, oh, that's this in a nutshell, just as a basic summary of whatever they're talking about. That's kind of the impression I get whenever we perform the song or when we do the song live, if we ever get to do the song live. <laughs> um, that's kind of the impression I get whenever we were first looking at it. But um, that's honestly what I think, too. You know, it's overcoming bullying, but also in a nutshell, it's like, your life, it's what you want to do, and that's kind of the message behind it, in my opinion. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment, and we're going to listen to Your Life, Your Nutshell by Anxiety at Best, and we'll be right back.
said, that was your life, your nutshell, by Anxiety at Best, who happens to be hanging out with me tonight. Um, we talked a little bit about um, ruining my podcast. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about Gene Simmons and Adam Levine and Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl and Dave Grohl and Dave Grohl. And maybe he'll hear one of them. Um, <laughs> they're all they're all great. <laughs> um, and we learned a little bit about the song "Your Life, Your Nutshell." We learned a little bit about the band and that they want me to tag along on tours so that they don't look as bad listening to music they don't think they should listen to. Um, <laughs> that's that's just a good summary of the first half hour, right? That's <laughs> it. Okay, so. I watched Coming to America with the two in it the other day. And on my screen, my TV over here right now is the original movie. And I don't know if you've seen them both. I haven't seen the new one. All right. So they're similar enough that you could watch one and not the other one, but they're both good. Okay. So what comes to mind is... Sometimes you'll hear someone say, oh, every album that band puts out is the same. And some people think that's a bad thing, and some people don't. And the band that comes to mind for me is ACDC. When you hear an ACDC album, it sounds the same. Every <laughs> one of them. But to me, every one of them is worth listening to. What band for you is like that? Ooh. Hmm. That's, that's a, a brand brand new question, by the way. <laughs> good one. That's a very good one. Huh. Or you can do the reverse and you tell me one that you don't like to hear because they're all the same. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I do agree with you on ACDC though. But with me though, I don't, think they all sound as good as the other one like like i think they all sound like pretty darn close to being the same like but i like the old era of acdc a lot better than i like the new era i think most people do yeah um are you talking like bon scott okay. yeah like i like like yeah i like like the old acdc not so much the new but they still have that same and yeah, I mean, Angus Young is still, you know, he's still shredding, but, uh, you know, and like, but it's all like the same, just like drum beats and everything. But I mean, three chords, bass drum and growling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I, I do like ACDC, but I like their older stuff a lot better than what I like their current stuff. Anybody else want to touch that one, or do you want to skip over it? I really don't think I have a good answer for that question, honestly. Yeah, I'm not sure that I have one either, but if I had to say anything that was kind of in that vein, in my opinion, I listen to a lot of Evanescence, and in my opinion, a lot of their songs sound very similar, with the exception of maybe of like the newer stuff that she's been putting out. But overall, a lot of it does sound pretty similar, but... I like it enough that I'll listen to every single song at any point in time. My daughter was in here earlier, and um, the 
Coming to America was on. And every time there was a different character that Eddie Murphy was playing, I was like, that's him. That's him. That's him. <laughs> and she's like, well, how did they do that? I'm like, it's just me. <laughs> but um, if you could star in a documentary about any musician, who would you want to, to portray in that documentary? Ooh. Hmm. Like, who would we want to, like, act as? Yep. Sort of like Machine Gun Kelly was um, Tommy Lee. That's a great movie. I I was actually disappointed because I have a feeling that things were really a lot worse than that movie portrayed. Yeah. As. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that they, they got the title that they got by just doing that. No, no, like they definitely like toned it down to make it for Netflix. <laughs> I don't have an answer for myself, but I would be interested to see you ever play Kurt Cobain in a documentary about Kurt Cobain. Ooh. I think you could pull off his look. I could, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't have an answer for myself, though. Well, back when I was like, like had longer hair and like, I didn't have a beard. Like when I was like younger, like I was like 17 or 18. I got like a lot of people at one certain time, which I don't agree with totally, but I guess with like without glasses and stuff like that. And uh, I had a lot of people tell me at one point, I looked like Jared Leto from 30 seconds to Mars, which I don't see at all. But like I said, I'm older now. I have you know glasses. Maybe back then I don't have a picture or else I, show it <laughs> but apparently at a point in my life i looked a little bit like jared leto so maybe i could pull off a 30 seconds mark that thing <laughs> chris do you, you have any thoughts or no nah, I, I don't know honestly <laughs> could be anybody after every chord you play <laughs> What song that you didn't write do you wish you would have written? Hmm. I know one. I know my answer. I wish that as a band, we wrote Rodin, Smoke a Hauntus by Attack Attack. Because <laughs> it is... For those of you that are not watching the video and you're you're just listening to this, you now need to go watch the video to see the rest of the band's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that song is so epic. <laughs> and it has the best name ever. You know, and like it's like it's got you know you're heavy, it's light, it's got techno, it's got everything. And just the name Smoke a haunt. This is perfect. Um, so, Chris, you're trying so hard to hold it together next to you. <laughs> and then, like, even like in the music video and like Attack Attack, they're known for like crabcore, like live performance of just getting real low with the guitars on breakdowns. And it's like jealousy all over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that is that like the kind of response you were looking for? <laughs> well, 
I was looking for any kind of response, but his response really didn't matter on that one. It was your <laughs> it was your response to what he was saying. but in all seriousness like that is an awesome song and like that was not being sarcastic so i'm i'm gonna forego Kristen. i'm gonna forego you guys ask answering that question i'm gonna give you a question that everett doesn't get the answer oh (laughs) and the question is tell me about an embarrassing moment that someone else in the band had that embarrassed you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> an embarrassing moment yep oh, oh boy um, there's a lot of those actually um hmm a lot of them actually involve you <laughs> a lot of them involve Everett so it's hard to pick just one I kind of want to probably the zombie thing honestly didn't we say that in the last episode yeah probably the reason yeah, I, I think we did, but there's got to be something different. I have one. You're not allowed to answer. Oh. <laughs> You're not allowed to answer, Chris. We got to think of something. Can I give him a hint? No. <laughs> Just like whisper. I don't know. What is it? Never mind. You can't answer. Um, I don't know. I can't. Well, what about practice over the weekend? Didn't he do something real stupid at that? Oh, point? I forget what it was. We were we were practicing or something, and like he started like a couple beats early or something, and just like. Me and Caitlin both looked at him. I don't know. It was just like, like we're not mad. We're just disappointed. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to whisper something. Okay, go ahead. I'm not answering. Uh, I'll cover my eyes. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So a couple of months ago, and I, back in like September, we played this show. Okay, I know. <laughs> so... There was this one song. We played this event that was basically held in honor of this family's daughter who passed away. And so they asked us to play this song that was her favorite song, their daughter's favorite song, in honor of her. So we were like, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. And so we kind of took it and, like, it was fight song. I don't know if you're from, I don't remember who. Rachel Platten. Rachel Platten. That's the artist. It's it's a pretty good song, like, on its own. Like, it's pop, but. Anyway, it's good for its genre. So we were asked to do that song, and being the type of genre we are, we decided to kind of edge it up just the tiniest bit. And so we did this live by having, like, two of our, you know, our electric guitars. We created a drum track and everything, and we tuned everything as close as we could to how the song sounded. And we had a friend take a video of our performance, and um, so the entire time, we were like watching our old video. We were watching the videos and we were trying to discern, you know, what, (laughs) what had gone wrong. And, um, we realized that the entire song, the whole way through and, um, we're like, something sounds off about this. We don't, we couldn't figure out what it was. And then Everett (laughs) with his brilliant mind out of nowhere was just like, (laughs) hold on. This sounds like a wet fart. (laughs) I, what I had done, <laughs> I had my my pedal. Um, I had it on. Um, what did I have on it? I had it on. Um, what pedal was I using? It was like a heavy distortion pedal for like <laughs> like a practically acoustic song <laughs> that I was using for my bass, and uh, it just sounded like it, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't right. good. It wasn't right. <laughs> what What did the family say? They loved it. 
<laughs> like they 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 said that say they said that they said that Caitlyn sang it beautifully, and like she did. But it was over top of a wet fart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually say that. If you're listening listening to just the podcast or the radio version, you have to watch the video on this one. <laughs> Chris just keeps getting quieter and quieter. <laughs> more off the screen as the show goes. <laughs> All right. Before I do that, anxiety at best, it's right below them on the screen in the video right now. That's I before E for those of you that struggle with that like I do. <laughs> um dot com anxiety at best.com self-titled album and earlier we listened to their track your life your nutshell um which you can request at buildthescene.com and i'm assuming you listen to and purchase all over the internet on all those normal um what was the word i was going to use the normal digital ways of doing it <laughs> it's, it's, getting, it's getting late <laughs> things my synapses i can remember synapses my synapses aren't connecting so i can't think of the word i want but synapses <laughs> comes out if i was flipping through a social studies book and i come across the section in that book that has anxiety at best in it why would your band be listed in a social studies book what would the topic be there must have been some kind of publication mistake <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect answer we're going with it <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay, last question what 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 is coming up for anxiety at best well we are currently working on what is yet to be um determined to be it's hard to word this, but we started working on an EP and then we kind of took a little break from that and we recorded a song just this past weekend that we aren't sure yet whether we're going to put out as a single or if we're going to turn it into another EP or album. And um, as far as, you know, shows or anything, we're trying to get out there. There's a couple of prospects looking kind of good for us, especially with summertime coming up soon you know doing outdoor shows we can do them safely and socially distanced so we're hoping to get on some of those shows um <clears throat> other than that we're planning on trying to get out more videos trying to get another music video out there um and we are hoping to do some live streams for you guys soon too right. thanks for having us <laughs> <laughs> all right so this has been episode number 558 of the pennsylvania rock show I want to thank Anxiety at Best for coming on and entertaining me for the evening. <laughs> um, make sure you check us out each and every Friday. Um, and make sure you check out our other podcast, Three Questions in a Song, which is the first and the 15th. That one features any genre from anywhere in the world. And then you also will be able to watch me interview some of the people that will be on the SOS PGH concert series on the Wednesday before the Thursday that they play. So if they're playing Thursday, I'm talking to them Wednesday. <laughs> um, anyway, check us out, buildthescene.com. 
We are going to head out, and uh, you're going to get to listen to some more of the best unsigned rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. When you hear the American Hilljack John Lane's voice, you'll know that the episode is over. Um, that doesn't mean leave the station you're listening to. Hang out there. Listen to the uh, music they're providing. Most of them play unsigned music. Um, some of them, like MegaRockRadio.net, plays a mix of unsigned and signed. Um, so, you know, just like my show is all over the place, so are the stations I'm on, um, including literally all over the place. You have RudaRoo.com, which is in San Diego, California. Mega Rock Radio and 107.1 FM are in St. Louis. XRP Radio is in Birmingham, United Kingdom. AltRockRadio.ca is in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And BuildTheScene.com is in the thriving metropolis of Leechburg, Pennsylvania. <clears throat> we have two red lights. <laughs> two. Count them. <laughs> My name is Bill. This has been episode 558. We'll catch you next week.
This episode of the Pennsylvania Rock Show has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more of the best on-sign rock and metal that Pennsylvania has to offer. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.